0: one and good afternoon everyone and welcome to learning community number three podcast for principles of logistics 3100 i am royal madrid and i'm accompanied by sharon holster holster excuse me and Victoria Stafford. Our podcast today will cover the evolution of air travel from its infancy to present time, innovations that have streamlined air travel, and the vast applications of air travel itself. I will be starting us off with a brief history lesson on air travel. Since the beginning of time, man has always had the desire to fly and touch the sky. This is ha- this is hard to do, since we as humans do not have wings like our feathery friends. Many attempts to fly can be traced back as the 1700s with hot air balloons and other primitive contraptions. Fast forward to the early 1900s, Wilbur Wright and Oval Wright, or commonly known as the Wright brothers, were the first successful humans to fly on an airplane. On December 17th, 1903, they flew the first airplane, even though it only flew 120 feet of total time of 12 seconds. But nevertheless, it flew. Since then, aviation aircraft have evolved exponentially. Since the ultimate goal was to travel over large distances in the quickest way possible and carrying as many people as possible. In the early 1920s, design of the aircraft began to change and started catering more towards passenger travel. At the time, planes carried less than 20 passengers of flight and were short due to fuel limits. In the 30s, planes began to carry more passengers and flight attendants were introduced to flight travel to make flights for passengers more comfortable. At the same time, planes were being constructed with soundproofing material and heat to make flights enjoyable at the elevation of 20,000 feet. Towards the end of the 30s, the first pressurized cabin was introduced, changing flight travel forever. During the 40s, aviation industry changes direction from commercial to military purposes. As you might know already, this was done to support the war efforts during the World War II. Moving on to the late 50s and early 60s, the introduction of the jet engine was introduced replacing piston-driven engines that were already being pushed to their limits. Boeing introduced its first commercial jet airliner, the Boeing 707. The jet had a lot more benefits to its counterpart. They were more reliable, safer, and cost less to operate. The most important feature of a jet engine was that it was able to provide more thrust piston driven engines this was the golden age of air travel even though it was expensive people still traveled and airliners gave passengers their bang for the buck full meals and alcohol were served during flights making it glamorous to passengers in the 70s jumble jets were introduced this made travel more affordable and opened the door for up for millions of people to fly the birth of modern air travel had begun nothing too drastic changed in the aviation industry between the 70s and all the way up to the 90s. In the early 2000s, one event changed the aviation industry and air travel for the whole world. The 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center changed how we travel and how our airline companies conduct business. More security was added to airports and their surrounding areas. Plane manufacturers had added safety features to their airplanes ensuring the safety of their crews and passengers. Now we have reached the present time in air travel. People are flying more than ever, even after the 9-11 attacks. The airways are getting congested and the current infrastructure is being put under tremendous strain, trying to keep up with the increasing demand of air travel. Now I will introduce Victoria and she will share some information about the different applications of air travel.
1: Thank you, Raul. That was very interesting. If you think about it, it really is amazing how in just a few short years, air travel became so popular. Like you said, in the 20s, only about 20 passengers could fly at a time. But by the 30s, when they introduced better technology, the plane was able to carry more passengers. So it's amazing how it has progressed. So for my segment, I'll be going for I'll be, I'll be going back to a few topics that Raul Ra- Ra mentioned, like passenger flight travel and World, World War II. But also, I will be talking about the first air freight system, the first airmail service, and also airlines from the beginning to now. So to start, the first air freight shipment took place on November 7, 1910. This was flown by Phil Parmalee, and this was eight years after the Wright Brothers took their first flight. A common unknown fact about this flight is that it actually was a race between train and airplane to see who is the fastest. They both traveled the same route between Dayton and Columbus, Ohio, and with the the train being two cities behind, the plane won and set a new cross country speed record. A couple of years later, the first passenger flight started in 1914. This started on January 1st and was flown from St. Petersburg to Tampa, then back. After this flight, the airline then made two trips a day for six days a week, and they charged $5 per person and $5 per 100 pounds of freight. This operation, like many during this time, did not stay afloat and only lasted for about four months. They carried a total of 1,204 passengers during their time of operation. So, with air travel being proven to be promising, the rise of airmail started. There were attempts to start an airmail service in 1912, but it wasn't until 1918 when the first air route was established. This was flown on May 15, 1918, between New York and Washington, D.C. With this now established, airmail shipments were flown a total of 218 miles a day for six days a week. When first established, this service was under the U.S. government with Army Air Service pilots flying the planes. But later, the Post Office Department took over on August 10, 1918. After the establishment of multiple air services, many of them would not stay afloat to keep operations going. But during and after World War One, many airliners started up and freight became more popular. Fast forward to World War Two, planes were used more than ever for this trans- for the transportation of troops, weapons, and supplies. For example, during World War Two, 650,000 tons of cargo was transported from India and China. By the end of World War Two, the International Air Transport Association was formed, and more air more cargo airliners started to appear. So with more airliners starting to appear during and after the 1920s and after the wars, the popularity of freight air travel grew. For example, in 1927, only about 46,000 pounds of freight were shipped, but by the end of 1931, that number grew to over 1 million pounds of freight shipped per year. This new growth also promoted the growth of American businesses with merchandise having a way to move more quickly. Also, this allowed for businesses to keep less inventory on hand, thus lowering inventory costs for many. Some examples of companies that started during this time include Ford Transport Transport Service in 1925, Western Air Express 1926, Pan American Airways in 1927, and American Airlines in 1930. Now fast forward to 1971, when a company called Federal Express was founded, and then started operations in 1973, Federal Express, now known as FedEx, became the leading carrier for high priority goods, and they set the the standards for fast-moving express shipping industry that we have today. Now I'm going to hand this off to Sharon, who's going to share some points about the innovations that have streamlined air travel.
2: Thank you, Victoria, for that timeline of the first air freight systems, both passenger and cargo. I never knew that Ford had a transport system and found it interesting that FedEx didn't actually begin their operation until 1973. They're huge now. As she said, my name is Sharon Hostler and I'm going to be discussing with you the innovations of aircraft manufacturers, the innovations that aircraft manufacturers are implementing to streamline the process of air travel, specifically ways to improve flights, routes, and air congestion. So let's jump right in. The STARS and NRAM systems. The STARS system was created and intended to replace the ARTS system, which stands for the Automated Radar Terminal System. The STARS system is part of the next gen system that intends on reducing training and maintenance costs. And makes new procedures easier to implement some of the ways the star system has some of the ways the star system intends to assist in aviation needs are terrain and weather alerts conflict avoidance and the sequencing and separation of air traffic the star system was rolled out at the myrtle beach international airport in may 2016. NRAM, or the en route Automation Modernization System. This system replaced the EnRoute host computer computer and backup system on March 27, 2015. EnRAM is the heart of the next-gen system that has assisted in transitioning from the old ground-based air traffic control system to a more modern approach of controlling air traffic through leveraging a satellite-based air traffic management system. The NRAM system provides improved efficiency and capacity in the air by providing increased aerial conflict detection and increased automated navigation, which provides improved delays and avoids avoids gridlock scenarios. NRAM has increased visibility for all air traffic controllers by allowing teams to see approximately 1,900 aircrafts simultaneously whereas before they could only see about 1100. What makes this possible is because process, NRAM processes data at a much higher speed. The old NHOST system only processed data from 24 radars, whereas the new NRAM system harnesses the data from 64 radars. The NRAM system is also approachable and easy to use with a user-friendly interface that allows increased collaboration because air traffic controllers from different centers can easily easily share information and data. So let's talk about routes, specifically the PBN system or the performance-based network. And that's the newest navigation system which uses 3D technology that is being leveraged to increase efficiency in the sky by producing flight paths that reduce The carbon footprint because planes save on fuel and enhance safety. The FAA can also anticipate arrival times because flight trajectories also have the capability to be monitored with PBN technology. Globally, foreign navigation systems and the FAA can work cohesively, exchanging information so that all flight trajectories globally can be managed. The FAA now has more than 9,300 PBN routes globally and hopes to expand usage by merging aircrafts into predictable streams, diminishing delays for arrival and departure processes in and out of airports by creating a better air traffic flow. The last thing I wanna talk about is air congestion and specifically the ADSB system. The ADS-B system stands for the Automated Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, which improves the accuracy in tracking and observing air traffic by using satellites rather than radar technology. The reason the ADS-B system is so useful is because it provides increased precision by allowing pilots to send information such as their position, ground speed, and altitude to a network of stations on the ground that utilize that information to control air traffic. The ADS-B system also allows pilots to receive information. By harnessing the satellite power of the ADS-B system, air traffic controllers have greater visibility in remote areas and can provide a more streamlined and can provide more streamlined routes to get from point A to point B. Radar technologies used in years past would not allow such capabilities. Also, by increasing accuracy, this will allow aircraft to safely reduce the minimum separation distance between each aircraft, which can increase sky capacity. As of January one, 2020, all aircraft operating in the United States airspace are now required to be equipped with the Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast System. I hope you have enjoyed this look into the newer technologies being implemented by the Federal Aviation Administration to make air, traffic, air travel safer and more streamlined. I will now reintroduce my colleague, Raul Madrid, who is going to conclude our podcast today. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sharon and Victoria, for sharing great information about freight systems, passenger travel, and flight systems that have innovated air travel throughout the world. I hope that this podcast was fun and interesting to sit through as it was to put together. Thank you for your time and goodbye.